Chapter Thirteen of Making Fate by Pansy. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Thirteen: Living Below One's Privileges. Uncle Anthony had transacted one other piece of business during his day's shopping, about which he said nothing to Glide. While she was absorbed over some lovely Christmas cards, he slipped back to the cashier's desk and carried on a low-toned conversation after this manner what has become of that meeting which occupied your thoughts so fully a year ago the cashier turned from his roll of bills with a winning smile it absorbs me as much as ever and is holding its own as usual we meet to-night in the old place won't you come how many times have you asked me said uncle anthony returning the smile a dozen years or so in succession isn't it but i never came in search of an invitation before did i no don't rejoice too soon i'm the same old sixpence but i've a bright new penny in my train a little girl who is in search of a model prayer meeting we went to one of the uptown churches the other night and didn't find it the model you understand and she was so disappointed that i thought of you i've set out to entertain the child if i can so we may come around to your barracks to-night it was because of this that at eight o'clock of that wonderful day glyde and her uncle entered the door of a large plain building which did not look like a church just as the hymn was being sung that had attracted the attention of ralph bramlett had he known that the people who were just passing in were glyde douglas and her uncle perhaps for the very surprise at the coincidence he might have followed them in that case would some of the story of his life been forever different who can tell this was a prayer meeting very unlike any which glyde had associated with new york very unlike anything which she had ever seen before the size of it her uncle thought must satisfy her the room was large and was closely packed with human beings it was a very plain room indeed not a bit of upholstery anywhere nor frescoing the walls which were as clean as whitewash could make them were hung with mottoes that flashed back in glowing colours familiar words come unto me all ye that labour and are heavy laden and i will give you rest ho every one that thirsteth come ye to the waters seek ye first the kingdom of god and his righteousness though your sins be as scarlet they shall be as wool and others less familiar at least to glide but very striking the room was brightly lighted and the seats though so plain were comfortable every one seemed to have singing books indeed almost the first thing glide noticed was a row of young men near the door one of whom darted towards them as they entered with two singing books open to the hymn which was being sung glyde knew the hymn and joined in the singing almost before she was seated there was such a volume of song filling the room that she could not help singing the hour which followed will stand out in her memory forever her experience with prayer meetings was confined to the church of which she was a member a large well-appointed church with a small prayer meeting and a pastor who was struggling with the problem of how to make it sufficiently interesting to win to a regular attendance those who had covenanted to sustain it as yet this was an unsolved problem it will describe to those interested in prayer meetings 
the condition of things as fully as if a page had been written concerning it glyde was used to decorous proper-sounding prayers in response to invitations from her pastor most of the people who prayed were more or less cultured at least sufficiently familiar with the use of language to choose smooth flowing words and to ask for the usual proper things glyde listening had wondered how they ever had the courage to offer the first prayer did they write it out she queried and commit it to memory and did they by degrees add a word here and a sentence there until they had it to their mind the prayers did not vary greatly she observed through the months certain phrases were nearly always present proper ones beautiful ones indeed meaning a great deal but glyde had grown so used to them that sometimes they did not mean much to her she had wondered if they did to the petitioners she had rejoiced in the thought that she was a woman and would therefore not be called upon for such duty for the various religious organizations springing up over the country in which women took equal part with men had not yet found favor in the town where she lived but in this meeting were men and women who prayed apparently as naturally as they breathed the petitions seemed to come from those who were just thinking aloud very brief for the most part heart cries for help for strength for encouragement to one who was expected to understand without explanation all the details lord help me to be true where thou hast placed me lord i thank thee for sustaining grace to-day father i want to be faithful strengthen me lord jesus remember my temptations these and a dozen other petitions followed in quick succession and the voices of the women apparently excited not the slightest surprise in any mind but hers looking about her during the next song service she discovered some of the faces which she had imagined she might see in new york men and women and even young girls who looked as though their experiences of life must have been far from satisfactory still they were all decently dressed and behaved with the utmost decorum so that they could not be of the lowest it was an extraordinary mixture to this novice who yet had studied faces somewhat and found a charm in doing so some of the people were unmistakably from the cultured world their dress did not indicate it for even glyde herself in her elegant new sack felt almost too fine for the place but there was an unmistakable air of ease and refinement about them which had to do with a daily life quite above that which glyde lived for instance yet they mingled as naturally with these people and seemed to be as entirely of their mind as though they were brothers and sisters it soon became apparent that not only reformed men were present but reformed women and girls one a girl not older than glyde herself arose and said since i gave myself to god i have had peace for the first time in my sinful life and the marks of sin were so apparent on her old young face that even glyde could read yet a lady sitting near sweet-faced pure as a lily whose voice when she sang gave forth the exquisite melody of a highly cultivated one turned as the girl sat down and smiling as an angel might clasped the hard bare hand in a warm human grasp which brought the tears to glyde's eyes what must it have done for the girl 
all over the room they arose as witnesses to the power of god to save them from the drink habit the gambling habit and the curse of other sins too low in the scale to be mentioned earnestness was written all over their strong sin-marked faces earnestness throbbed in their every word not only earnestness but something better than joy something the girl had expressed by that word peace then perhaps the next voice would be from that other sheltered cultured world and the face would indicate purity and strength yet the witness would be the same the power of god to keep in peace and safety from small temptations so called as well as from great ones as glyde listened and sang and joined in the prayers her heart grew warm as never before with the sense of fellowship in christ surely this was a prayer-meeting which her uncle anthony could approve she glanced at him occasionally but could make nothing from his face he sat very still not even joining in the singing of which he was exceptionally fond much of the time his face was shaded by his hand she could not be sure whether he was interested or bored she did not know how entirely he had been taken into his sweet and sorrowful past he used occasionally to go with her aunt estelle to such meetings he had avoided them most fiercely for years only his love for the little girl he had found and the desire to please her in every way had broken through his grim resolve and brought him again into the atmosphere which he had dreaded not far from them was a young man to whom glyde gave some interested thought there was something about him which made her think that he was a stranger like herself he watched with a certain suppressed eagerness to see what would be done next he listened with marked intensity to every word which was spoken he joined in the singing as though his soul were in it yet he was from another class than most of the young men a gentleman in every respect glyde decided and one who had always lived a life that honored his mother was he a christian she wondered she was not used to young gentlemen who were christians now that she thought of it she lived in a town where it did not seem to be the custom for young men to attend prayer meetings even the estimable young men those who waited sometimes at the church doors to attend their friends home nearly always waited at the doors it did not seem to be expected that they would come farther she had not given the matter much thought but how many she could recall whom this state of things described there was ralph bramlett for instance who was an intimate friend of their family who passed their house on his way to and from town and often stopped to chat with them who had walked with them more than once as far as the church door on prayer-meeting evenings when they had chanced to meet yet she had never heard the girls ask him to go into the meeting nor express surprise that he never came but then to be sure ralph was not a christian and neither was marjorie edmonds perhaps if she were it would be different with ralph perhaps if they were both in the habit of attending such prayer meetings as this they might be helped to enter that way surely they could not remain in such an atmosphere long without wanting to be one with it and then poor glyde fell into wondering where in her part of the world such an atmosphere as this could be found would ralph and marjorie be likely to be helped by the prayer-meeting which she was in the habit of attending 
pity the girl and pity the church to which she belonged because she was in all honesty obliged to confess to her secret soul that she was afraid they would not be that it was too often only a duty and a weariness to her then the young man suddenly broke in upon her train of thought by springing to his feet brethren he began i cannot resist adding my word as a witness i am a stranger in the city this is the first time i have been in a prayer meeting since i left home but i find myself among brothers and sisters those who serve under the leader to whom i belong those who have discovered for themselves the power of god to save and to keep brothers if some of you have not tried that power i add my voice to-night to help to convince you of its reality then followed such words as glidefelt must help the rows and rows of young men who listened earnestly they helped her no she certainly did not know any young man like this one she wished that she did when the meeting was concluded glyde was surprised to see a middle-aged gentleman rush toward her uncle and hold out his hand we are so glad to see you here once more he said we have missed your visits very much isn't the question settled yet brother when i saw you to-night my heart gave a great leap of joy i thought we should hear from you never mind me said uncle anthony cheerily give your attention to the young people to that end let me introduce my niece she is one of your kind i suspect at least she was hungering and thirsting after a prayer meeting i am glad to see you the gentleman said giving glyde a hearty grasp of the hand now i must return the kindness and introduce my nephew paul this way please mr burwell miss douglas my nephew from the west and glyde found herself exchanging greetings with the young man whose words had helped her he was a stranger then like herself and yet his heart had been so full of the theme that he could not keep silence what if she had tried to tell what jesus christ was to her the mere thought of it set all her pulses to bounding i don't think i could have done it she told herself sorrowfully and yet i do love him and i want to be his witness just behind her stood a young girl who had prayed and spoken a few words glyde remembered the words today under strong temptation to anger my heart trusted in him and i was helped she was a plain common-looking girl in coarse dress and without any gloves at all yet glyde gazed upon her with a feeling of respect almost amounting to awe how wonderful that she could stand and say quietly such words in a prayer meeting nay how wonderful to be able to say them at all to be sure of having been helped in her commonplace daily life by the lord jesus christ they passed out into the street together her uncle and the elder mr burwell who were evidently old acquaintances were talking earnestly naturally mr paul burwell stepped back beside her it was good to be there was it not he said i have been half tempted to be homesick in this great city but this evening i found myself at home said glyde how many men there were who seemed to have sorely needed help and found it yes indeed reformed men a large number of them and reformed women did you notice the woman on your left three or four seats down 
my uncle says she has been a terrible character one of the most to be feared in the city perhaps because of her influence over younger ones five months ago christ won her and now she is a power in that meeting and in her neighborhood isn't it a blessed thought miss douglas that we have never yet heard testimony like this i cried unto the lord and he did not answer i pled for help and received none do you suppose there is never such testimony asked glyde slowly wonderingly she did not know how to converse about religion she felt embarrassed at the thought of trying to do so but she must be honest not even for the sake of appearances could she pretend by silence or evasive answer that prayer was to her what it seemed to be to those people i mean she explained do not people often or at least sometimes pray and receive no answer people who are in need and who feel their need and cry to him for help no how could they he cannot deny himself hasn't he promised oh we often pray i presume for what he will not for our own sakes give us and we often pray for that which we do not with all our hearts desire but i mean cases of felt need such as were represented there to-night to all such i think he has said before they call i will answer and while they are yet speaking i will hear pardon me miss douglas but do you not know the truth of this from your own experience i think so she said thoughtfully at the least i mean i hope i know him in that sense in fact i know i do i belong to him mr burwell and there are some ways in which i could have witnessed for him if i only had the courage but i do not think i can speak so positively as i could last winter for instance and as i thought then i always should to be entirely frank i have a half dissatisfied feeling over my religion a great deal of the time and yet i would not be without it but some way i want it to be more to me than it is i do not suppose i am making myself understood and i do not know why i am speaking in this way to a stranger i understand you perfectly we are not strangers we both claim the elder brother as our own will you forgive me for suggesting that perhaps you are trying to be satisfied with less than he can give when i first united with the church i tried to content myself with living as others did around me and as it was a cold church one in which the young people met often socially without saying a word about their leader or hinting in any way that they had a leader to whom they were glad to give supreme control you can imagine the result i was dissatisfied discontented half-hearted and a good deal of the time miserable when i found some time afterward that christ was willing to be a centre around which my business and my pleasure as well as my hours of direct service could gather and that to accept him as the literal centre of all my time was the only way to be a happy christian i really think i was glad of it for i had been having a most unhappy time because in some way my convictions had gotten ahead of my practice this was strange new talk to glide yet her heart went out to meet it she felt that it was true she had been trying to be satisfied to do as estelle and fanny and the other girls who were church members did so far as outward life was concerned she had done as they did 
when had she spoken with any person about jesus christ how did she make it known to anybody that he was the one who had supreme control she had wished quite earnestly that ralph bramlett and marjorie were christians and had prayed for them both but had she ever in any way hinted to either of them that she cared whether they knew christ or not why had she not was it not because others did not talk about these things and she did not like to seem so different from others i think you are right she said impulsively speaking hastily as she saw that her uncle and his friend had halted at the corner just ahead and were evidently planning to take different routes i have been willing to stay below my privileges in fact i think i never realized what my privileges were until to-night i believe it will be different with me hereafter because of your words thank you End of chapter thirteen